Welcome to the Thrive Church weekly message. We hope you enjoy this message and we pray that it blesses you. For more information about this podcast or other resources, visit thrivechurch.co.nz. Kisses. Greet each other with too much. Greet each other with a holy kiss, man. It's scriptural. Awesome. Well, awesome privilege to be up here and bringing the word this morning. Like Glenn said, this has been my dream my whole life. And um, I remember as a kid, I used to wear my tie on top of my jersey and I'd be like walking around preschool being like, I'm going to be a preacher, man. And so this morning, this is kind of the my step to that dream. Here's the freaky kid standing in front of you. But, um, yeah, I've got a rehearsed joke that I feel like I have to share because rehearsed jokes are the worst, let's be honest. So, um, <laughs> Glenn, I noticed that um, all the women are away this morning, as, as you noticed, um, as you mentioned. It's a women's retreat. Some women, not all the women. And um, I just wanted to say... It's probably good because, you know, it's the effect I have on women. Had to get them out of the room, out of the city even. Like, I, I get it. No laughs given. No laughs given. <laughs> awesome. So this morning I'm here to preach about worship. <laughs> there we go. I'm here to preach about worship. And this is one of my favorite topics. It's like kind of my hobby horse to preach about. Because um, I think worship's so powerful. And I think we as Christians can often think of worship being the too fast and the too slow songs on a Sunday morning. But um, I want to propose this morning that worship goes beyond that, that worship is a lifestyle and we're called to live beyond that time of worship on a Sunday, but take that into our everyday lives and seek first the kingdom of God and everything we do. So Lord, uh, just as I bring the word this morning, Father, I thank you that these are your words and God, I just... Thank you for every heart and every spirit in this place just receiving what you have to say. Amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, Amen. Awesome. (laughs) Well, if you're taking notes this morning, I have three main points because that's what a preacher does. Three points. Um, If you're not taking notes, just be aware that your neighbor next to you is probably judging you and thinking you're not a real Christian. But I believe you're a real Christian. Don't worry about your neighbor. So my three points this morning is, when we worship, God is glorified. When we worship, Christians are purified. And when we worship, the church is edified. Oh, dang. So when we worship, God is glorified. We worship, Christians are purified. And when we worship, the church is edified. Can I get a uh, drink of water? Is that cool? My lips are drying up. Awesome. So why do we worship? And I've been thinking a lot about this week, about this. And um, one of the things that I came up with is that God can't worship himself. Uh, to worship someone or something, you need, they need to be higher than you. And there is none higher than the most high. And so I believe that in the beginning, in Genesis, God created us to live in relationship and to worship him. And that's why we were brought on this earth. And I had this picture of um, God kind of taking the dust and the clay. And it says that God breathed his breath into Adam's nostrils. And um, I get a picture of God like laying on top of Adam and breathing his breath into his nostrils. like. Phew. And so simply when Adam 
woke up, he saw the glory and he saw the splendor of his father God standing right in front of him. And that's a pretty incredible, pretty incredible picture. And so simply worship is our response to his glory and his worthiness. Turn to your neighbor and say, He's glory and his worthy. There we go. Moist lips again. <laughs> oh, the preacher saying moist from the pulpit. It's the best day. <laughs> so I want to define worship this morning as simply our response to his glory and his majesty. Pretty simple. And that word worship is both a verb and a noun. So we can come to church on a Sunday and we can worship God. We can glorify and we magnify and we lift him up. That's the verb. And then the noun is we put time aside in our week for a time of worship or we come to a place of worship. And like I said at the start, um, I want to propose that worship is more than an event. It's more than a Sunday morning. But worship is actually a lifestyle. Amen. And so if you're living in the new covenant, if you're on this side of the cross, we have the privilege of being able to worship God, worship Jesus anytime we want. You know, if you were living before Jesus, if you're one of the Israelites, if you wanted to worship, you had to like build an altar, you had to get an animal, um, sacrifice it. I was trying to figure out a PG way to say that. Sacrifice an animal or you go to a temple and go through a priest. And so there were like these ways of worshipping that were so strict. But here in the New Testament side of Jesus, we get to worship God wherever we are, no matter what we're doing, no matter what we're going through, we can worship God. Am I making sense this morning? Cool. So when we worship, God is glorified, number one. But also when we worship, we're purified as Christians. And the Bible says, draw near to God and He will draw near to you. And I was thinking and reflecting back on some moments I've had worshipping. And just when I've been standing there and I've had my, heart, my arms out and I just feel the presence of God and I just feel completely refreshed and purified. And that's what worship is for me. Worship is living that life where I'm constantly refreshed. I'm constantly being purified in God's grace and His love. And that's worship. It doesn't matter what you're going through. I'm here as a living testimony to say that we can find that purification, that refreshment in God. Another thing that happens when we worship is we get God's perspective. And sometimes our perspective is not God's perspective, and we need to get a little bit of God's perspective to break, to find our breakthrough. And so when we worship, we get that perspective. And then in the story of um, in Luke, I think it is, where Jesus meets the Samaritan woman, um, he says, there's a day coming, I tell you, when we will worship in spirit and in truth. And like theologians have kind of battled what that means for ages. But I simply think it means that when we come to God and when we worship Him, there's like a spirit-to-spirit connection that happens. And the Bible says that where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. We know that. We sing that all the time. And so when we come and we worship God, there's freedom waiting for us. So there's this purification and there's that refreshment and we get God's perspective and that freedom. And then another example is, I've heard Josh Van Berkel say this so many times to me, um, that you become like the top five people you hang out with. 
And my question this morning is, what would it look like if you hung out with Jesus more, if you hung out with God more? And in in the Bible, Zacchaeus sees Jesus and he's like, man, I'm so desperate to hang out with him. And in just one hangout session, Zacchaeus completely changes his ways. He's like completely reformed. Like there's this radical encounter with God, like changes everything about him. It's one of my favorite stories in the Bible. So God is glorified when we worship. Christians are purified. Is this good? Cool. Affirm me, please. I need affirmation. I'm desperate. Um, so coming to church is awesome when we come and worship, but I believe that worship is so much more than that. Worship is a lifestyle. Worship is seeking first the kingdom of God and everything we do. And these moments that we have here when we're worshiping together, this is like the training ground for going out into our week where we can live out worship. Muted myself, there we go. (laughs) Oh man, is Glenn telling you off right now? Yeah, good, good, I'll tell you off as well. And my last kind of point this morning is, it's just a short word because I've got a really cool video for you guys today, Um, is that when we worship, the church is edified. When we worship, when we all have that time personally in our lives, we find that purification. But when we come together and we worship and we bring that heart of worship, the church becomes edified together. We are drawn into the heart of God. And that builds into the environment in this place. And so my question to you this morning is, what are you contributing to this environment? And I just want to encourage you that that what you bring really is important, that you're bringing that heart of worship. Like God loves worshipers. God is looking for worshipers. And in Psalms, David was like, I don't know, did God have favorites? God, David was pretty up there in God's list of favorites because he just had that heart of worship. And no matter what he went through, he'd go through something, but he'd always draw it back to God and his goodness and his love. And that's the heart of a worshiper. And so the church being edified, when we worship, we are drawn into the heart of God. And so what would it look like to live a life that showed God's heart to the world, that heart of worship? And I believe that when we have moments in God's presence, that it requires a response, that we can't just have a moment in His presence and and be the same after that. And so we're called to be out there and embodying His love. And that's what we get from worship. And so I have um, this video this morning. I've got this video this morning that I've been putting together this week. It's of Michaela Fraser who goes to our church. And um, she's one of my favorite people. She's got an incredible testimony. So you watch this video and just be encouraged with her testimony and just what she has to say. If we can roll that clip. a Christian most of well my whole life like so I knew who um, God was like from what I've been told but when I was 14 years old I came to Thrive 
and I just fell in love with the worship and the atmosphere of the worship here and I that's how I found my relationship with God and that's how Thrive became my home. So even though I had this awesome like relationship with God that was starting, I was still a teenager that was seeking her acceptance from people, um, people that weren't walking with God and so I wouldn't I would avoid worshipping because I knew that one, when I was worshipping I knew that what I was doing with these people wasn't something that I should be doing and I didn't want to give that up because that was where I was getting my self-worth from and then also um, when I was worshipping like it didn't feel authentic because I had these burdens laying on me and I couldn't like find a place in myself where I could lay those down and where my worship could be real. I still felt like I needed love and so I, from another place, and so I went to, moved to Australia to live with my father um, who had left me when I was really young because I wanted to get to know him and get love from him. Um, and yeah, I moved back and then again I moved back over to Australia with a boy that I thought I was getting love from but really he was just completely stripping my self-worth away, the self-worth that I had put in him. I was with this boy that I thought the world of because I was so... Um, deluded in what my self-worth was and I thought so little of myself that the way that he was treating me was how I deserved to be loved and he was opening these doors of opportunity for love for me and I was just running straight through them because I was so desperate to find that love, that thing that I was missing and that thing that I was missing was my relationship with God. And then because of one of those doors that I ran through so willingly, I fell pregnant. Coming back to New Zealand was one of the hardest things I've had to do. I had my ex-boyfriend that didn't want to be a part of my, well, our child's life and I had this like burden. I knew that I was going to have to raise a child by myself and I had all my friends and family here that I knew were going to be disappointed in me and I felt that they would be judging me and I just felt 100% alone. Every so often I found myself coming back because I was so hungry for that relationship and that place of worship that I found when I was 14 years old. I found myself worshipping outside in, um, in my own time and God was just taking a 
hurt out of my heart gently and so gently that I didn't even notice the freedom that I was getting until one day I realized that I didn't hate myself anymore and I was completely free. After having Cadence, I was so grateful for the blessing that I had been given. And I just worshipped all the time because I was so happy and I just was so stoked that God trusted me with Cadence to raise her. And it gave me, it filled me with so much strength that I wanted to come back to thrive. I wanted to be here, I wanted to do something for God. Seeking a deeper and deeper relationship with God, it's having those moments when, you know, you can lay your defenses down and it's Letting God, like, within your heart, giving Him your heart, giving Him every part of you to get deeper in that relationship, but, like, real, full, and, like, epic worship is when you can do that every moment of every day. It's not just in those moments. Those moments are how you learn to do it, but, you know, we can worship every day. We don't need the atmosphere, like, the seek first the kingdom, like, that's worship. I started coming back to church every week with Cadence and I became a part of the church band and I just grew deeper and deeper and deeper in my relationship with God and as I did that I grew freer and freer and freer from myself and that freedom is still growing and that is what intensifies my worship. Worship is seeking first the kingdom of God in Can we all stand to our feet? We're just going to enter back into a time of worship. And I just want to encourage you before we do that, that like Michaela said, it's seeking first the kingdom of God and everything we do. And these moments that we have here, these are like a, a, a training ground, a practice for the worship that we do in our day-to-day living. But I just want to encourage you with the thought that every single one of us here is like a log. And uh, when we're all burning together, we're, we're burning brighter. But when you pull that log out, like something comes from that flame, like it doesn't burn as bright. And so I want to encourage us all today that let's burn brighter. Like Rangura, this community, this region needs logs that will burn bright, needs like a place that is going to burn bright. And as the world gets darker, the light gets lighter. So let's, let's be people that are worshipping day in and day out. Let's be worshippers. Let's have that heart of David that just worships no matter what we're going through. We're here and we're going to worship. So Mitch is going to lead us again and we're going to enter back in. And if, if there's anything in your life that you're like, man, I would love to see that broken off. I'd love to be able to enter into that time of worship. If there's something that's kind of like holding you, from that, then there's going to be some um, people up here praying. 
and the space is going to be available for you to get prayer and um, and yeah, awesome.